so welcome back. We are going to continue with text 74, I believe. Mm -hmm. He who yokes the practice of the virtues to spiritual knowledge is a skillful farmer, watering the fields of his soul from two pure springs. For the spring of spiritual knowledge raises the immature soul to the contemplation of higher realities, while the spring of ascetic practice mortifies our earthly members. Unchastity, uncleanness, passion, evil desire. Once these are dead, the virtues come into flower and bear the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control. And then this prudent farmer, having crucified the flesh together with the passions and desires, will say together with St. Paul, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live, I live through faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. A little bit complicated <coughs> text as a first reading, but I think that what he was trying to do with this, or to tell us through this text, is that he made like summary of the spiritual life, what, what we are supposed to do in spiritual life. Um, we know that it's, it was God's intention to, uh, to create man to be in community with him and uh, and uh, but this this gift like freedom ability to love and uh, to see him this this intimacy with him was was damaged by by sin and uh, it, it, so it is not only like this this uh, losing of paradise it is not only like um, I remember when I was child and there was this this Bible stories with about the, a little bit text and pictures and I saw this poor man walking through the gate from paradise to uh, so many times we have this these images in our head but but true is that what happened was, that we lost this intimacy with God and, and like everything was corrupted in us. Uh, the, the, not, not only we changed place but our, where we live, but some of these movements were hard. Our heart, our mind, uh, everything was afflicted by this, by this sin. So the quality of our being was uh, drastically changed through this. Uh, and uh, so spiritual life, what he's trying to say is, is this our effort, for sure, with connection with and help with God's grace, to go back, to rebuild what was destroyed, to renew what was corrupted. And uh, it is effort may because what happened, the, the, this losing of praise was that that body took over this rule or power over our being. This activity of, of spirit was 
suppressed and now now we are supposed to return back to give back this power to so spiritual light to power to our nose to our this spirit and to create and to renew this uh, intimacy with God this communion with God um, St. Paul says uh, how it is that uh, I am not only living but uh, Christ is living in me or, uh, so I I think this is this is that goal of our spiritual life and and this is very important to understand because uh, I was it came like suggestion um, on YouTube when yesterday when I recorded the liturgy and then you are checking that uh, everything is okay and on, on this right side you have a lot of suggestion different videos and there was one video and it was interesting for me to to the title but well anyway actually it was one lady she was complaining this video very short maybe three minutes that that she's not able to find her husband older lady oh well oh, not the very young lady or middle age okay, sorry I hope that it will be forgiven to me because I cannot find the right correct words. <laughs> I am not from this country. This is not my language. So I can, <laughs> so I can afford to be not correct <laughs> choosing words. Well, anyway, you know what I mean. And you, you felt sorry for me. I felt sorry for her when she was talking about that. And she finished with question that, well, I am very spiritual being, and she said something more, and she says, "I do not understand. I cannot find." Herbert. And when she said, "I am very spiritual," uh, I said, "Well, how strange it is! What what world uh, understands under this spiritual life?" Because she was not talking, because what she said before, for sure, she's not living spiritual life. But but they think that, well, because so they have some kind of emotions, you know, to live in some kind of higher spheres, or that that this spiritual, it's not. But we are surrounded with this kind of thinking, you know, that, that many, many see themselves as spiritual uh, people because they have this inclination to some kind of uh, the things on an emotional level or whatever they think but it is not what we understand on the spiritual life spiritual life is this effort to gain back uh, this intimacy with Christ and uh, Saint Theodorus, he says that we come, we reach this using two sources or two springs. The first source is source of spiritual knowledge, which elevates 
soul to contemplation of higher realities. So, what is this uh, spiritual knowledge? It is it is not something that, that I learn something through my intellect. It is spiritual. This is spiritual knowledge when which comes when I fulfill commandments. Uh, I think it was he or Branchino or somebody else. I don't know. He said that Branchino. I think that when we live commandments, we find Christ in commandments. When we try to live his commandments. And what does it mean is that more we are trying to keep commandments, more we are open for this gift of knowledge which comes from above. Knowledge which gives us some kind of clarity of seeing what is correct, what is right in this like this spiritual aspect. So this is uh, two two sources. First, it is spiritual uh, spiritual knowledge. I I am pretty sure that is that he means that because many of these writers wrote about that and and they meant many times the same thing that when you are trying to keep God's post commandments, so you are gaining the spiritual knowledge. Um, and for sure through prayer and others, but but it is some kind of my effort uh, which uh, is showing that my intention to be is to be faithful to Christ, to to some that I am submitting my life to Him, and and from that this active effort comes this understanding, deeper understanding. Mm-hmm. Which is not product of our intellect; it's product, it's gift from above. And the second source is those are these exercises, ascetical exercises. So it means that every sin, what conquers passions in us, he says, like impurity, passions, uh, uh, evil desires. So it means if I am fasting. Yeah, I'm doing spiritual reading to conquer like uh, bad thoughts or I'm trying to keep my mouth closed or whatever it is which what I'm using to to really uh, protect myself and I w- or I want to conquer these passions we are we are which are trying to get out, they, they, which are trying to force me to act in some way. All these exercises are the second, the second source. So, both this, uh, who is using both these these sources, is um, a very good uh, farmer, you know, who really. Uh, mm, uh, can look forward uh, to very good harvest in life. Does that make sense? Okay, so let's go. Craig has a question. Craig? I was just going to tell you a story about a practical way of exactly what he was talking about. When I went to go get married, and I hadn't asked my wife yet to marry me, 
And she gave her permission to I say had, this? I had permission that I'll keep it quiet. No, <laughs> the priest I was under, that I was studying under and going to uh, confession on a regular basis with, he knew what I was going to do and he knew why and he knew I'd been discerning it. And he said to me, he says, you do realize that when you marry this woman, there's an extra person in your life. And he says, if you end up having kids, that's even more people in your life. And he says, you're used to spending all this time in church and prayer and this. He says, that's going to be taken away from you. A lot of that's going to go to the wayside. And he says, but you still need to stay vigilant. And he said, in all his years of analyzing everything that's going on in the Catholic life and Catholic families and Catholic schools, he said, everyone is focused on sending their kid to school for five hours to eight hours, education, education, homework, et cetera, et cetera. But he says, yet they don't even spend five minutes with their kids in prayer. He says, from the very time they pop out of the womb, he says, make sure that they're in the room with you when you're praying. Make sure there's always prayer at a certain time or a certain period. It, you know, the kids always understand that, and as they're growing, maturing, they'll understand that there is a need for prayer. Instead of putting education in front of the prayer and the prayers on the back end, prayer should be on the front end. Their decisions and your life decisions will be much better. That's pretty much what he gave me. So I went and asked her to marry me. <laughs> Did she yeah. say yes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he really wanted to make sure that prayer was a foundation in the family and it would keep you from having a lot of extra headaches. That's very wise. Yeah. Well, it is very important. And... Uh, It seems like many times when we live in this society, in the world, I said we are, um, we feel like we are sad that it seems that we are losing, like, um, let's say this cultural war that maybe different spirit is taking over. But um, I think that, uh, especially now when you said about kids and that we are losing these young people, but I think that uh, there's opportunity for church now, big opportunity, because I think that this was happening for decades slowly and uh, I I just uh, you know you have like them holding water and and then if there is like a little crack only and it's bit getting bigger 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 and then them is like broken and all these water calls and I think that this is that they build like this wall this culture to not to to hold away this this wisdom and beauty of Christian life mm -hmm. but this dam is getting cracks and uh, I mentioned that lady from that video and and well, it was not the first time when I saw something like that, and it's, it seems like 
there are a lot of desperation. And now I'm not talking about this this kind of theme she was talking about, but different things. I think that we have already generation here, a generation of other people who, because before, you know, that you had generation of people who were baptized, but they left church or they didn't care about faith, and they lived some kind of these fumes of Christian life. Mm -hmm. So they somehow kept this rules for life, ethics or habits, you know. But their children, who are adults now, they were not baptized or there was they they even have they even don't have these fumes of Christian Christianity, and they feel that something missing. They feel, but well, I think that this is something what it must prevail, uh, and and I think that church will be flooded with people who are searching. You know that uh, who are searching. And now I don't know. Maybe I said this story before that. There's, I like that it was. Uh, what is this science about society? Sociology. Sociology. Yeah. So it's a book on this, and I read many years ago in Slovakia, and I don't remember who said that, but I remember one, one. Uh, <coughs> story there through which something was explained this mechanism in society and this uh, was about an island which was and on this island there were like 100,000 monkeys and one monkey one day started to wash fruit before eating I, did I say this? Mm -mm. No. And so you had another thousand, thousand monkeys. They ignored that. After a week, second monkey started to wash fruit. No effect. It was still minority. So it went like months after months, more and more monkeys. And you had 99 monkeys who washed their fruit before eating. And still thousands, thousands nothing and then one day 100 monkeys started to wash fruit when this 100 monkeys started to wash all these thousand thousand monkeys started to wash too so there was like the story about some kind of critical mass mm -hmm. when you reach some kind of critical mass so then everything <clears throat> prevails and I don't want to compare our Christians to monkeys, you know. <laughs> but well, I but I think that it's really something like that. But we plus we have to think about this supernatural element, which is grace and God's providence and everything. But if we are talking what we can do, this effort on our part. So it is this that. Uh, it is strange. This one monkey, which started to wash fruit, must look very crazy in this community of these thousands of monks, like something abnormal. 
and uh, in the same way we are if parents start to like you said to keep this prayer it, it's not so common so they are strange in some way in some, they have to even like deal with question of children when they are getting older and they realize well in other families it is not habit so they can in some point question why we are supposed to do it they have to it is difficult it's challenge to tell them or to give them arguments that this is something what is good but what we need is 99 families like that <coughs> and then one more family and then this flood <coughs> this dam is broken and the, the church is flooded with people who will be searching for truth for a real life and this is I, I know that it is like uh, it's difficult I there are similar <coughs> meetings started based on our meeting in several parishes in Slovakia and um, one priest from uh, he, called, he wrote me that well more and more people are coming he was happy he just wanted to share that I said well what is your experience? It's a very good experience. Just one person was like negative. I said, how negative? He said, it's impossible to live this in these times. And <coughs> well, and he, and he uh, the priest said, well, he's a good guy. He's good. Byzantine Catholic. But still, uh, he says that it is impossible. And, and this is our problem, that we were not, we, we forgot to put this challenge to us. We satisfied with some kind of, that's just code of Christianity many times, and we don't go to depth. But with that, we, we are not able to move to move these masses outside, we are not able to attract them. And look, you were you were doing that, and uh, well, you know what kind of fruit came from that. Not only for your family. How many people were touched through your family? How many people were attracted to Christ? And and so it has impact. I'm sorry, talking too much. <laughs> Let's return back to Theodorus. <laughs> He's more wiser. <laughs> Take note, too, you who are a good friend of Christ, that if one passion finds a place in you and takes root there, <clears throat> it will introduce other passions also into that same shrine. For even though the passions, as well as their instigators, the demons, are opposed to each other, yet they are all at one in seeking our perdition. Yeah. Well, he's already, he says with simplicity <coughs> and clarity, passions are searching our damnation. This is their goal. He's clear about that. 
And these passions, we know, we talk about passions a lot of this, this disposition, this inclination to sin, inclination to evil things. It is desire to to sin in a specific way. It is it is our enjoying uh, uh, sinful things that we enjoy sinful things. And uh, for, then, for sure, if we let those passions to to rule in us, so it leads to damnation. And uh, so we have we have be we have to be very careful and strict. And uh, he gives us some kind of good advice in this text that he says that we should be so careful that we should not let any passion to enter to a heart. Because if we uh, let one in, this passion will invite the others. And this is something what we have to uh, realize and to keep in mind, because even if we are trying very hard to reach purity of heart and mind, reach holiness. So we start to fight against our inclinations, our passions. Usually what happens is that we can recognize maybe the biggest problem in our life, which put, which ashames us or puts us to shame and, and we want to get rid of this, we, it's very painful for us. And we fight against this passion. And many times we fight, we are so concentrated on this passion that we don't see others. And we don't pay attention to others. You know, that then, then we, we can be, uh, and this is a big problem. So, if, yes, for sure, some passions are more, they have like bigger priority in our life to to get them out from our life. But we should look to our heart as a, in wholeness, that it is, that there is, it might be many other inclinations I have to pay attention to. And, and because of that, sometimes it is, uh, um, difficult to difficult to defeat the passion, and I remember uh, Isaac Syrian. He says in one place, and I was shocked by that. When I read that he basically what he said. I'm not able to quote him like perfectly. That he was talking about unpure thoughts or desires. And he gives this advice, I think, uh, it's this, that if you fighting with these desires of impurity, impurity and um, thoughts and temptations, check your heart if there is not this passion of vain glory. Not this desire for uh, worldly glory or something. 
and and was I was thinking that why you know what is the what is the connection between Vainglory and this and and uh, yeah I found uh, another text it was clear and uh, explanation that that you have to imagine like like castle with this wall and he says this wall has like one main gate and there are like smaller gates too you know several and there's a, this, this big gate is something what you suffer the most that the, what what this your main passion so it is something what you are concentrated and you are protecting these main gates because you know that enemy is attacking so you you watch that you guard that but he said but if you leave others these little doors in this wall open enemy will go around will come through this open door and then will attack you at the main gate from your back and i think this was good how, this is how i understood then these words of saint isaac syrian he says well if you are fighting you are guarding this main gate thoughts of impure thoughts impure how oh, it's impure god I thought so you you are concentrated you are paying attention that well I know this is my weakness so I'm I'm paying attention and you are going these main gates and probably you are good at this but why then suddenly this strong temptation comes and you fail and and Isaac explains that it might be this vain glory or other passions it might be you didn't guard it you let these passions to come, they came and they helped this main passion to win. Does it make sense? Mm -hmm. so, so I think this is very good um, text from St. Theodorus that, that we have to pay attention to all passions, you know, in, uh, to be to watch them, to be aware of them, and to to really not let them go in, because uh, we can say, "Oh, it's not a big deal, this one." But well, yeah, but they can attack me from the back and uh, open the way for these bigger passions. I'm I'm fighting this. So let's go. Next, 76. My mind is not working too well today. <laughs> a today. man who through ascetic effort withers the flower of the flesh and cuts off all its desires bears in his mortal flesh the marks of the Lord. Yeah. Again, text which, if we understand this, uh, really gives us understanding of what spiritual life is and uh, 
and uh, he says that somebody who conquers this this um, these passions um, which try to rule in life he carries Christ um, marks marks Marks. of Jesus Mm -hmm. you know on his um, on his body and uh, these these words uh, helps us to understand this essence of spiritual life Uh, spiritual life is not like state of inner peace and Mm -hmm. harmony it is it is just opposite it is painful way of cross uh, where is sweat there is blood where it is not understanding from others in our thoughts uh, there is there are a lot of questions if I'm working correct way it is really a lot of suffering when I uh, trying to conquer activity of my body and uh, so it is it is a really hard walk which and and many these saints they com- um, compare it with uh, Golgotha with this crucifixion and uh, this is this is why he says that we will carry uh, his marks on our body marks of suffering and uh, but again we have to realize that there is no other way how to how to reach this intimacy with Christ we cannot be with him if we don't follow him and if we don't follow him even in this in this uh, um, way of of life And yes, it is tough. All right. I have nothing else to add to this. I think it's clear. Questions or comments on this? Nothing? Okay. 77. We are going like, we are using speed light <laughs> today. <laughs> The hardships of the ascetic life end in the repose of dispassion, while soft ways of living breed shameful passions. Again, it is not like um, ad for uh, Christian life. You know that while nobody would put it as, as a sign in front of the church. Uh, Please come to us and suffer with us, you know. <laughs> so that, and, um, you know, come to us and uh, you will live your comfortable life. <laughs> Join us, you know. That, and you can find a lot of uh, similar, like, crazy si- church signs. Do <laughs> you know what, um, A while ago when um, Al-Qaeda was big and they were campaigning here in the United States to get young men to go to their way of thinking. That's how they campaigned. They put up online, leave your 
leave your miserably uh, comfortable life. Come and join us and be hard and be strong because nothing is ever going to be easy for you again. And these guys who probably played video games their whole life doing this saying, yeah, this sounds good to me. And it, it, it made a huge influence on young men. Sure. I know that's not like our main goal here at the Catholic Church. <laughs> <laughs> but but you see see how, how well, that maybe maybe come join us we are going to cut off heads of heretics <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah, then we'll all get a lunatic <laughs> no no but uh, good point good point but uh, and, I, and, and you are right that I think that uh, that in this generation well I'm assuming we have younger generations, so they can tell. But I think that there is a challenge. I think the young people they they want some kind of challenge to life, to 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 reach some goal, at least some of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I don't think that we are introducing church life, life is Christ as some kind of heroic life. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't have this. You know that, and. Uh, uh, when we had like this, uh, still we, when we had cable many years ago, I remember once I turned to EWTN, and I remember the moment there was like older lady, and she was saying something there. Uh, I I don't know exactly, but I said, "Oh no." I turned it off, you know. It was almost like I, I don't want to have anything with that. Mm. Because it was like presenting this this Christianity like that each man, I think, would run away. It's so sweet that, you know, you had this like, mm-hmm. uh, almost everything was like sticky on you. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is some kind of way how we started to introduce um, Christian life or, or present Christian life some some kind of this sweetness or something and I don't think that it is attractive mm-hmm. for this man yeah. you know it's because and, and we know when we went through this branch and now through him there's nothing sweet there it's everybody says like pain challenge you have to conquer yourself you know, this way of cross, mm-hmm. blood, you know, the uh, martyrdom. So we just, we just uh, somehow change this, this language in the church in that way that it is not attractive for mm-hmm. uh, maybe this younger generation. I think they need challenge. Am I right or not? You are younger. So do you feel this way? I mean, sometimes the challenges can seem daunting to us and make us not want to do it, but uh, other times uh, when we're a little more motivated, the challenges are something we want to do. Um, And especially once we do them, 
the satisfaction of like completing them, I think, is um, something that's very attractive to uh, the youth. I think you mentioned like in an earlier book study um, about the vine, the gardener, where he like strips it like almost completely, so it's like just like a single branch, and it's just like the complete like you feel alone, but then it's giving room to grow and sprout and like become fruitful. So I think that's kind of you can use any metaphor you want, but like the truth is, yeah, like you need to be challenged, you need to be invited, but like ultimately you need to be open and like accept it. And I think a lot of times people don't really want to be open to it because it's easy to be busy, it's easy to be distracted. So to make it seem important to them. Mm -hmm. Well, I think too, nowadays society has gotten so soft. Yeah. You know, on like the younger generation, especially, especially where it's like, oh, be distracted by TikTok and YouTube and like sit on your phones and be lazy. And so now the people our age, obviously there's others that don't care about those things, but like people our age and younger are just wanting to constantly be lazy and they don't want to be pushed and they want to feel the lovey-dovey fluffy feelings of like being in the air and on cloud. And it's like, that's not real. And I was listening to another podcast, um, an earlier book study, and you guys were talking about how, you know, the high schools and churches have these retreats nowadays where everything is just super, like, emotional and you're on cloud nine and you're there. And when you leave, you have that high for a few days and then you don't know what to do with yourself because that feeling's gone. And so I think they're attracted to that feeling, but they don't know. Nobody's guiding them on, like, what to do with those emotions or how to go past like okay when you don't feel it what do you do you know so and like I, the thing in the beginning is like what's a spiritual life because it isn't the feeling happy it's spiritual life is more than that right that i'm not part of the young people but, <laughs> um, so many of the um, great spiritual saints um, speak of the dark night of the soul where God seems far away, and there's not a feeling, there's a feeling of emptiness, there's no emotion, they're flat in their affect. And yet they still know that God is there, even though it doesn't feel like God is there. You were talking about the feelings mean nothing, because the feelings are fleeting, they are temporary, and they can move with the mood. And we cannot, if we only depend, like on those retreats, if you only depend on the feelings and the emotions and the high, you're going to be disappointed. So the greatest saints came to that struggle with God where he says, okay, you want to be, you want to be one with me? Boom, here it is. You, know, you have to endure this so that I can take away everything else and leave you only with me. And, and so knowing that God is there in the darkness, knowing that God is there even though he seems far away, um, that's the dark night of the soul, and that's, the, you know, that's when we know that we're getting close. Thank you. And do you think that uh, you said that those huge accusations, young people are soft? You know, like before, like book study, we were talking about a lot of pe young people in our church we should be scared of because, <laughs> because we are they are not so they are like good fighters mm -hmm. and strong fighters but well but 
Is it? It is this softness. Softness is. Why do you think that is this softness present? It is just not. Uh, isn't it that thing. there is no challenge to these young people? There is no presentation what it's supposed to be, or why is that? I think. I think. Everything nowadays has just been extremely watered down, and so. Like on Instagram, a lot of people who follow these social influencers who are Christians and stuff, they talk they talk about the feelings, they talk about the lighter things, they don't get deep into the roots and the reality of like who we're supposed to be. And so people nowadays are just watered down. And yeah. And instant gratification. Exactly. Yeah. We all want yeah. instant gratification. Well, that's the importance of like the church fathers and so like that was like a big a big draw for me for like okay, well wh- where's the wisdom here, you know? You can't just be someone's like, Hey, this is my life experience. Like, you have to get something something deeper. I, uh, I know this sounds crazy to me, but I think that young people today have been dumbed down. I know that sounds terrible to say, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. They they don't think for themselves. They, like you said, they want instant gratification and they want to be entertained at all times. Well, and a lot of that's the school systems nowadays. A lot of it goes into like, you know, they also don't want to get into arguments. So no one ever yes. talks about their ideas. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, that's what you believe. Okay. Yeah. 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 There's no argument. There's no talking. Mm-hmm. You have to like constantly step on toes. Right. Yeah. Step on toes. Yeah. Another thing, another thing that you mentioned about like the emotions, like with like, you know, with a lot of the modern retreats, um, and you said like it gets them for a little bit, like it, it seems to possibly plant seeds to shake them out of their apathy, but it might plant them on, um, on rocks or um, ground or soil. Well, yeah. and a or, lot of times, soil. a lot of times, the whole retreat is just self-pity because it's like, oh, what's your story? Oh, what happened to you? Let's talk it out. Instead of like giving spiritual laws and talking about how to handle things that have happened and better ways to have an outlook on things rather than like cry about everything that's happened to you and just like give in to despondency for three whole days. And like that's the emotion that they're sending you off with. What are you talking about, about where it is? Huh? Well, where this happens? Like high schools, this, yeah. High school. High schools. Like Christians? Literally Christians. Catholic high school retreats? Yes. 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 That's still happening today? Yes. Oh, yeah. I went on Kairos. 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 What is that? It is a special retreat. They've got a special program, and yeah. it's extremely emotional. Yeah. They have family members, parents, family members, friends write you letters and you read them on Saturday night or something like that. Something, and yeah. it tells you how wonderful you are and you're weeping over that. And you know, all and they're sorry for anything they did and you, and it's very emotional. It's very emotional. Okay. And um, we used to think it was powerful. Now I realize it's not so powerful. You know, it's just it's it's uh, cathartic but not very it doesn't lead very far. Not mm-hmm. very deep. Mm-hmm. Makes you the center instead of Christ. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. This was. Uh, I didn't know about this. Me about this. Yeah. They still have Kairos. Yeah. They do. 
Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I had it at my high school. I never went on it, but all the like students really loved it. Even the students that didn't even like like religion, that they would go to it and like have this like spiritual high. And they'd even say like, "Oh yeah, it's, it's about God, but it's not really about like all that like Jesus stuff." Like people would even refer to it in that way. It just sounded very unappealing. So. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Good. You want to? I just just some of the feedback I get from some of the parents and students, and it has to do with the spiritual, but it also has to do with the physical. A lot of the kids that come to the gyms and the different size families and stuff, one of the responses is, "My kids never knew they were capable of this. They never knew that was even possible." You know, and it's like. You know, what have you taught your kid all these years? You know what I mean? You can put your mind to it, you know? But then the feedback comes about a month or two later, and they're like, my son is now helping us get the kids ready for prayer and explaining them to the need for it because they've endured a workout, physical. They can endure a spiritual, you know, regimen of some sort. And some of them have said, you know, they've been going to the... I I won't name any names, but... They go to this certain group with guys and certain group with girls for their religious stuff, and they come home, and they used to be so excited about going there, and now they're like telling their parents, it's, it's really immature. You know, they're not feeding us, Mom. But all the other kids, you know, are, are thinking this is the greatest thing ever, and, and the kids that are actually starting to develop a prayer life or some kind of regimen are noticing all the holes, you know, in the wall, you know, kind of like you're saying in the dam. So... I think a lot of people don't even know what's possible. You know, and I think the parents don't even know what's possible. You know, the parents are watering these things down with their kids when their kids could be retaining a lot more and they just, you know, they want to be their friend so much, like you guys are saying. Everything is about I want to be your friend and I want to be liked instead of teaching them the right thing and the reason why there is discipline. That's probably one of the number one thing I get feedback was my gosh the discipline in here is phenomenal you know they're making their beds they're doing this because they know they can't come back if they don't you know and then obviously you know Christ takes over from there and and, you know they're living trying to live their faith it just builds it's just a building block you know know, it's another big thing with you talking about that is one thing that I've noticed is in young people today there is no respect correct no respect at all. We had a kid come to, in there the one day, and he said, "I'm 16, and I really need to, I really need to work, but I don't have enough time. You know, between workouts and homework and school, and I just had this little block block of time." So, coach said, "Hey, I'll, I'll help you out if you want to help clean over here and do a couple of things here and there." Oh yeah, I want to do it. He goes, "How much you want to make an hour to, you know, to do this? You know, see if it's worth it." He goes, "I don't work for anything under 100 an hour." And Coach was like, forget it. Forget I even had mentioned anything to you. He's like, I don't make $100 an hour and I run the business. You know what I mean? But that was the kid's attitude was, I don't take a job unless I'm making $100 an hour. You know? He's going to be unemployed for a long time. I know. I know. But like you said, that's their mentality. Mm -hmm. I think that, well, we touched parents, but I think that 
The problem is that now even we can identify that both as in this racing, maybe this formation is problem, but look, somehow I think we have to start to say that we are responsible for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And because again, if your parents you can blame them, but well can you if they were not formed uh, they didn't have bad intention mm-hmm. they didn't want to raise their children in incorrect way they just wanted for their children the best thing you know comfortable life for sure because it is inclination of parents not to see their children to suffer you know but uh, but well, because we we are not challenging this second spiritual discipline, then we don't understand value of sacrifice. We don't understand what is born from sacrifice, from some kind of effort, and uh, and and then 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 we don't learn from that, you know, and. Uh, I have this experience when I was like probably early teenager or 12 years old in this age, you know, and well, vacations were like slaving in our garden or (laughs) around house and everything, and we had like one row, long row of of, uh, berries, raspberries. And uh, so it was time when they were ripe, and we had to pick them. And we were making like wine or cider from that, and different kind. But there was a lot of it. Anyway, it was very hot day, so so I was like picking them with my brother, and my father was there too. And uh, suddenly, what I know is I was laying on the ground. I fainted, you know, because of hot. So what I remember is my father called me and said, well, probably you cannot be on sun. I said, I, uh, inside I was like, oh, it's end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my shift, you know. <laughs> I said, good, I hate you, know. So, so go inside and start to like press these birds. <laughs> <laughs> it was even worse for very messy, hard work and inside when it was like no air conditioner for sure. <laughs> I said, oh. <laughs> but, the, uh, but then you realize your limits. You, uh, and, and not the limits, but you endure something and then you realize that when, uh, you know, in spiritual life you have this endurance then. You know that you can do things. You don't feel sorry for yourself. You know you are able to sacrifice, but you have this experience because of this acting of parents without mercy. You know? <laughs> 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 All right. Oh. Yes. Um, so if the respect thing, maybe the lack of respect would stem from lack of respect for God, so maybe lack of fear of the Lord, and if fear of the Lord is a gift, is there something that can invite that gift? Oh, sure, sure, actually, you have to, 
we have to offer with faith comes this uh, fear of God. This fear of God should help us to start to fulfill commandments. Because if I believe in God, if this faith should be alive, so I means that I am starting this journey to respecting God's commandments. And there is like this mechanism. More I am keeping these commandments, more this fear of God is growing in me, it's more present. Mm-hmm. You know, so it is like I I'm it, it's like building this gift is multiplying when I am using correctly. Or this gift can disappear. So now with this and you are right to connect that that Saint Theophanes Recusi says that will of parents is the law for children. And in this in this discipline children are prepared to enter to this effort of fulfilling God's will. You know, because well they they respect that. Uh, and and this this in this moment that they come when they say yes to God on some kind of this personal level, in this moment when God invites them to to, to start this adult life, I would say. So then then they are able to follow is but well to, to, to fulfill commandments and uh, and is growing and I think that is this not enough respect is caused that there is no respect towards God there's no fear of God there's no and it means that commandments are not fulfilled and because of that I am the center not God and listen Thank you.